You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we've already, we've already said, we've always said quite a few times that the track here of Yuvamot is much more than just about leveret marriage. It's much more than about kind of what it says on the sticker on the tin. It's really defining marriage in general. And at the beginning of the seventh chapter, and that, that's where we're at, the Mishnah is going to define certain terms, which are certain terms in, in the legal relationship between a man and his wife, it's going to introduce the. It's going to use these legal relationships actually to decide to to figure out whether the slaves who my wife brings into the marriage can eat trimmer if she marries a priest. So, ostensibly, we're into relationships, but we're into the the classic case of a of a widow married to a high priest. So, a widow's married to a priest. She, in theory, a woman married to a priest can eat trimmer, but. A widow married to a high priest, well, that's a forbidden relationship, and so she can't. So the Mishnah brings in these property questions along the question of whether the slaves can eat truma. But in order to understand this, the Mishnah explains these different property types. And I put them out on the source sheet in a kind of table just to make them absolutely clear. So there are two kinds of property, or the 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 Gemara knows two kind two classifications of property that a, a woman would bring into a marriage. One is called property of melog. melog. Melog means plucking, and the husband can actually pluck the income from this property. That's really why it's called property. It's called plucking, and the second type of property is called tzon barzel. Iron sheep. Now, the Tson Barzel, the iron sheep, are actually written out in the Ketubah. And the husband has an obligation to pay them back to the wife if they divorce, or for, the, or for that matter, if the husband dies, the wife has the right to them. And they're called iron sheep because it's a little bit like a contract which a... Um, an owner of sheep would make with a shepherd. And the Bath Nur explains this, I, but I put the Bath Nur on the source sheet, but we won't go through it in detail. But the Bath Nur explains that when you hand your sheep over to a shepherd, you value it. And the shepherd is liable for the value of that flock, even if they all die. Even if they all die, the shepherd has to give you back the value. And that is the case with the Tzon Barzel, the property that a woman brings into the marriage and is written into the Ketubah, the husband has to restore that property if the marriage ends or on his death, regardless of whether it rises or falls in value. In other words, if there is a rise or a fall in value, it has nothing to do with the husband's obligation. And to that extent, by the way, the husband gets the economic benefit from that property because he only has to, it's iron sheep. He has to restore the initial value, the initial capital value. He doesn't have to restore gains and losses. Whereas the first type of property, log, the husband 
I mean, for both of these kinds of property, the husband actually has to pay the maintenance costs and he gets ongoing profits. So in other words, he has to feed the slaves or feed the animals, but he gets anything that they, they produce. But in the case of Nihseim Malog, the plucking, um, the plucking property, the wife owns capital gains or losses. So in other words, the economic risks and benefits of owning the property sit with the wife. Whereas with the Tzon Barzel, the economic risks and benefits of owning the property sit with the, sit with the husband. The wife is guaranteed the initial capital value at the end of the marriage, no more and no less. So the Mishnah is then going to jump in and say, we're those married to a high priest. So this is a forbidden relationship. Or a divorcee or a chalutza married to a regular priest. These are, another, all, these are all forbidden relationships. So we're following the theme of forbidden relationships. And the chalutza, the, the woman who's performed chalitza, is one of these relationships. But you can see what we're defining the boundaries of marriage here. So the divorcee or the chalutza married to a regular kohen. She brought into the marriage malog slaves or tzon barzal slaves. In other words, property that she has the economic benefit from and that he has the economic benefit from. And this is a forbidden relationship. So generally speaking, I mean, a woman married to a high priest, she can eat truma. But a widow married to a high priest is a halala. She's someone who's, well, she's forbidden to be married to a high priest because that's forbidden. And as soon as that, as soon as that marriage is contracted, even if she's a daughter of a Kohen herself, she's she's forbidden. She can't eat from her. She can't eat from her. So what is the question? What's the situation of her slaves? And the Mishnah rules. The Malog slaves may not eat truma. Remember, the Malog property is the property where the economic gains and losses belong to the wife. So the Mishnah seems to be saying, if you own the economic benefits and, and, and costs, if you've got the costs and benefits of ownership, you've got ownership, they're yours. You can't eat truma and your slaves can't eat truma. But it continues, but the Tzon Barzel slaves may eat. The Tzon Barzel slaves, the category of Tzon Barzel, iron sheep, is a category where the husband benefits from the economic, um, any economic increases in value. So effectively, if the economics belong to him, the slaves belong to him and they can eat trauma. That's the beginning of the Mishnah. And perhaps recognizing the amount of time I've taken to explain this, the Mishnah is now going to explain this carefully and properly. So you can see, we can see the Mishnah is defining out all these boundaries. The log. These are Malog slaves. Imetu metula. If they die, they're the they 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 die on her account. They're her slaves. Ve'im hotiru hotiru, and ve'im hotiru hotiru. If their value rises, that's her profits. Afalpishu chayavim Even though it's the husband's duty to maintain them, he's got to feed them. Lot yochluvi truma. They may not eat truma. He's got the responsibility for feeding them, but he can't feed them truma because 
economically, they belong to his wife, and his wife can't eat truma because she's in a forbidden relationship. She's in a forbidden relationship with him. Let's go on to the iron sheep. Here are the Tson Barzel slaves. If they die, they're the loss of the husband. Because he's, I mean, he's still got to give back. If, if, the, if there's a divorce, he has to give back the full value at the end of the marriage. So if they die, he takes an economic hit. If they increase in value, he gets an economic benefit because he only has to pay back the initial value at the end of the marriage. So he's responsible for them. So that means they are permitted to eat. That is, they are permitted to eat the trauma. And along the same lines, but Israel, let's say a daughter of an Israelite, the daughter of a regular non-Kohen, a daughter of a regular Israelite married a Kohen, she brings him in slaves, and regular Israelite married a priest. She brought him in slaves. So this is not a forbidden relationship. Absolutely not. Just a regular girl marries a priest. She can eat truma. Her slaves can eat truma, whether they're Malog slaves or Tzon Barzel slaves. It doesn't make any difference. And the other way around. Uvat Kohen, Shenisait Israel, a daughter of a priest who married an Israelite. As soon as she marries, she can't eat truma anymore. A daughter of a priest can eat truma in his house, but not outside his house. So as soon as she marries, she leaves his house. She can't eat truma. So she married an Israelite. She brought him in slaves, whether they're Mlog slaves or Tzon Barzel slaves. They are not permitted to eat truma because they're her slaves. And she is not permitted to eat Truma, so they can't either. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.